Welcome to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. It's filled with amazing stories about interesting people, all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story, about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in this episode, we meet Rebecca. Isaac's cousin wife. Uh, um, Isaac's, Isaac's cousin's wife? No, no, not his cousin's wife. Isaac's cousin who becomes his wife. That's just weird. <laughs> Maybe rules have changed. I don't know. Well, yes. Things were so different back then. I guess you could marry your cousin. It's not actually like his straight up cousin because it's his cousin's daughter. So I don't I, know if that makes them second cousins. I don't, cousin. that, I don't I, think that's better. Do you know how the cousin numbers work? No. I just try to avoid dating all my cousins. <laughs> that's a good thing to that avoid. That was like a definite rule for me. Yes. I, I stuck with it, and it yeah. worked out. Although it's, being from a small town, there's a chance that me and Glenn are on some level related, but at least it's far enough. Yeah. Life lesson, kids. Don't, don't date your cousins. Don't date or marry. Or marry. Your cousin. Well, anyway... Okay, so Eric, will you recap for us what we've learned about God's rescue plan in these last few episodes? Absolutely. So, as we've been talking about, this relationship between God and people was broken. If you remember all the way back in the Garden of Eden with, with Adam and Eve, this relationship was broken by sin. And we've seen God's love kind of keep showing up in cool ways whenever we totally did not deserve it. But yet, because of his incredible love for us, God keeps showing up. And, and we see that he has this plan to rescue us. And so last couple of episodes, we looked at this guy, Abram, who then became Abraham. And it said that he was going to rescue the whole world, all of creation, through this one this one family. And that was a really interesting story. Yep. I mean, it got two episodes out of that. And so where we left off, Abraham and Sarah were two old parents to a son named Isaac. And so that's where we're picking up today. Uh, Abraham and Sarah have gotten old. And when you read Genesis chapter 23, it's about Sarah's death. She dies. And as you would imagine, that makes Abraham and Isaac very sad. Yeah. And Genesis chapter 24, uh, Abraham realizes he's getting old and it's time for him to think about God's promise going forward. And uh, it describes Abraham as having been blessed by God, not just with a son in his old age, but blessed in so many ways, including he's very wealthy and he has a lot of people that work for him. And he just has uh, so much of God's blessing in his life. And uh, he calls one of his most trusted servants at the beginning of Genesis chapter 24 because he has a very important job for him to do that fits into God's big promise. Abraham said to his servant, swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell, but will go to my country and to my kindred and take a wife for my son, Isaac. So that, that seems very kind of specific. Like he was like, not here. That's right. Very specific. He said, go back to where I'm from, which if you remember is hundreds of miles away mm-hmm. and find a wife for my son from there, not let him take a wife from the people we live nearby now because he was very concerned about God's plan, this rescue plan moving forward through his family. He didn't want Isaac to have a wife from people who didn't believe in God or were part of uh, this family. And so that's like how a lot of people feel about Texas. Like right. if you moved out of Texas and you're like, son, you go back there and you find yourself a good Texas girl. That's right. 
I would probably swing that way too. Yeah. Well, so Abraham gives this servant of his very specific instructions. Go to this town, find my family, find these relatives, and see if one of the young women of the family will be willing to become Isaac's wife. So listen to what happens. Abraham says this. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. That's just weird. Makes total sense. <laughs> I mean, like, because he, you know, you know, I'm no theologian, but let me let me break this down. For break you. it down for us. Everyone knows that the under thigh is a very big tickle spot, <laughs> and so this servant was trying to figure out if Abraham was serious. Yeah. So he said, "I'm going to put my hand in the tickle spot, in the t- and if Abraham <laughs> doesn't laugh, we know this dude is serious." Well, I'm thankful that he didn't that's. Laugh. I'm, I'm thankful. Say in the Bible, but. Yeah. <laughs> No giggling. I'm thankful that that's not customary for us today, so we mm-hmm. don't go around touching each other's under thighs. Yeah. Okay. So this servant takes this oath and travels. It says that he loads up 10 camels with lots of gifts, including fancy jewelry, and he travels. And they believe the path that he took to get back to where Abraham was from was 520 miles. Wow. That's crazy. So, so a guy with 10 camels maximum is traveling 25 miles a day, which means three weeks. That's a lot of time. That's a serious commitment to this job. Yeah. So he, it says that this servant takes these camels, he travels for three weeks, and then he gets to the city where Abraham's family is from, mm-hmm. and he stops outside the city near a well where people would come and gather water each evening. And it says that when he, he parked there, he sat back and he began to pray to God, like, God, show me the young woman that should be Isaac's wife. And uh, here's, what, here's how I'll know, God, if if I ask a young woman to give me a drink of water and she then offers to also give all my camels a drink of water, I'll know that's the one you've set aside. That's awesome. Yeah, listen that's to what cool, happens. That's a cool situation he kind of cooked up there. For sure. Before he had finished speaking, behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, the son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her water jug on her shoulder. The young woman was very attractive in appearance, a maiden whom no man had known. She went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up. Then the servant ran out to meet her and said, Please give me a little bit of your water to drink from your jar. She said, Drink, my lord. And then she quickly let down the jar upon her hand and gave him a drink. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. Okay, let's do a little more math. Yes. Okay, think about, you kids especially, think about like when you've been outside playing and you're hot, yeah. and you come in, you don't just like grab a sip of water, you like drank. Right. Drank in some water. Right. So these camels, mind you, which drink a lot more water than kids, I'm, I'm no, again, I'm no biologist or zoologist either, but I'm going to assume your average camel drinks more than your average kid. I would assume so too. These camels have been on these 10 camels- have been on the road for 21 days probably-ish. Yep. And she's going to drink. She said she's going to give them water until they have finished drinking. Right. That's a lot of water. This is not a small amount of water. No. Which this is, isn't a short thing. No, which is why it's so crazy that someone would volunteer to do this to a person she doesn't even know. Mm, that says something about her. It does say something about her. But it also says something about God answering this prayer. 
that, that God was present to make all of these things come together so that the young woman that he even asked was Rebecca, it said one of Abraham's relatives. So it's pretty cool. The servant was overwhelmed in this moment and he, he spills the beans. He just tells her everything. He's like, you're not gonna believe where I've come from and who I work for. And so she's surprised. Yeah. She runs home and tells the story to her family, including her brother Laban. And that's a guy you're gonna wanna remember his name for a future episode. Put a pin in that name, yeah. Yeah. So then Laban runs back to where the, this guy is at the well and says, dude, this is amazing. Come to our house and stay with us. And so the guy comes, he sits down with the family. He tells them everything, all the details. And so then it's like one of those, hey, so what do you think? You want to send a young woman home with me so he can, she can marry Isaac? <laughs> and she says yes. She does. She says it's, yes. It's so wild. Odd. She agrees to go back with this guy for another three weeks of traveling on a camel to marry her cousin that she's never met or even knew existed. I, th- a sight unseen husband, like you don't know, imagine, you don't know what this person looks like and you're committing right. to life. Right. And I mean, the trip alone probably would have knocked me out of the running. Right. Like, so no, I'm good. So Genesis tw- uh, 24 tells us what happens when they see each other for the first time. Listen to this. Isaac went out to meditate in the field toward the evening and he lifted up his eyes and saw and behold, there were camels coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from the camel and said to the servant, Who is the man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took her veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into the tent of Sarah, his mother, and took Rebekah. And she became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. That opening scene, that's cinematic. That is right cinematic. There. He's like meditating out in the field, yeah. like the sun's going down, the wind's blowing through like his long hair. Oh, yeah. His beard, maybe. I don't know. He probably had a beard. Probably. And then she comes up and she's like, who is that dude? Right. And like, she jumps off a camel. Yeah. And covers this, her face, but you know, like, I guess to be proper. I guess so. So quite, quite the scene. Um, and then like, boom, they're married. So yeah. it went well. She rolled the dice, kind of gambled a little, and uh, she's like, dude, I'm glad I showed up. Yeah. So that, that part of the deal. story is definitely cinematic, but when you pull back and see that God orchestrated the whole thing, part of this story that he he made happen. Now, we know that this story eventually leads to Jesus, right? but we're talking about thousands of years ago, God was working in a way in this family to bring these people together, and you see such detail and care in the way that God worked all those years ago. Well, and what's interesting is like that, I don't probably read a lot of these stories and think and, and think all of this bigger, longer story. But like when you start to think about it, how God was just really doing all this stuff all along, it just, it expands my understanding and my heart for God. It right. makes me love him more. Kind of like for you kids, when you think about, um, when your mom just like would like hand you a meal, like, and it's like your favorite meal or something. But when you really see what all the time that she took to create that and to put it together and how she got to go to the store and buy the ingredients, she had a longer plan to show you that love, but maybe you only see like a little snippet of it. But you know, this is our chance to kind of see the whole bigger picture. And it makes me think about one of our essential verses that is in Creek Kids. And you guys will probably recognize this. Deuteronomy 6, 5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. Yeah, you're right. 
seeing God's plan play out, it totally reminds me of his love for me, for all of us, and it causes me to love him with all that I am. It also must have been pretty cool for Isaac to have been part of God's big plan, especially if you keep reading in Genesis chapter 26. God even speaks to Isaac just like he spoke to his father, Abraham. Listen to what God said. He said, I will be with you and bless you, and I will establish the oath that I swore to Abraham, your father. I will multiply your offspring as the stars of the heaven and will give to your offspring all these lands. And in your offspring, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. There you go. So cool. Just like that happy ending rolling it. I love it. Well, it's not really over though. The story of Isaac and Rebecca continues. And the next episode, we're going to learn about their two sons. And that's a really interesting story. Oh my goodness. Check back for that one. But there's a detail in the Isaac and Rebecca story that... We can't not talk about. Okay. So in in their life together, they experienced a famine. Do you guys remember a famine? That we've talked about that before. Yeah, a couple episodes ago. We had another famine. That's right, a famine. And so in Abram's life. They they couldn't stick around where they were. They had to go somewhere else. They didn't go to Egypt. They went to this place called Gerar. And you're not gonna believe what happened when they went to Gerar. Eric, will you read Genesis chapter 26, verses six and seven? Gladly. So Isaac settled in Gerar, and when the men of the place asked him about his wife, he said, she is my sister, (laughs) for he feared to say my wife, thinking lest the men of this place should kill me because of Rebecca, because she was attractive in appearance. That's just weird. Come on. Come on, man. Let's write a new storyline. You'd think he would have learned the lesson after hearing the stories from from dear old pops. Yes. Nope. Oh my God. Man, it's just another reminder that God didn't choose perfect people to be nope. part of his, this family that he would roll out this rescue plan for all the world and to bless all families through. He chose regular people that make mistakes. And so that's, that's good for my heart to be reminded of. Yeah, me too. Okay. Well, you should join us on the next episode of Who's in the Bible when we talk about Isaac and Rebecca's sons. And if you have a question about the Bible or if you have a question about God and you would like that answered in a future episode, then have your parents send us an email to the email address whosinthebible at clearcreek.org. Well, you've been listening to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church. Continue the conversation with our free parents guide available at clearcreekresources.org.